0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a big night of European football in Glasgow. AZ Alkmaar are in town, standing between Celtic and a place in the Europa League group stages. Rangers host Alaskirt tomorrow, with Stephen Gerrard closing in on a new midfielder. And Martin Boyle signs a new Hibs contract after a bid from Aberdeen. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, we've got Motherwell striker Tony Watt and Andy Halliday of Hearts. Andy, it's always an easy gig for you on a Wednesday night because we've got brilliant European games either on or to look forward to the following night. They come thick and fast. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's unfortunate that we're down to four Scottish teams in the European competition now with, with Celtic kicking it off tonight against a, a good AZ Altmar side. But yeah, it's good to see Scottish clubs back into Back into the competition Hopefully they can fare well Over the next week or so I mean Tony It's a good job this is radio And not TV The glamour of punditry You have just come at breakneck speed Well under the speed limit of course You've been playing a bounce game this afternoon You're here Andy He's not even showered So you and I have got the tough shift Oh Gary Caldwell didn't show up for five weeks anyway I can see the sweat dripping off his forehead But you're here Stinking And it was sunny Windy Dirty Aye it's no uh, No glamorous is it mate No It's not no showers as well That's a it's a nightmare I've been in the car for an hour and 45 minutes So it's no way But you're here I'm here That's it That's the main thing And it's good to have you Right if you want to speak to Tony Watts Or Andy Halliday It's 01419511025 been racking my brain I'm not sure we've ever had Two current players on the show together um, What could possibly go wrong Between now and 8 o'clock Let's find out 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Your midweek menu Is quite predictable Celtic up against AZ Alkmaar tonight So Celtic fans how are you feeling? You've clearly had some good results in the last few weeks. Are you confident you can get the job done tonight or at least half done? Are you on your way to Celtic Park? That would be the ideal time to pick up the phone. Let us know how you're feeling confidence-wise. Any particular team suggestions that you've got, pick up that phone and let us know. There's some personnel transfer news to bring you from Celtic as well. And Rangers fans, you can come on here ahead of tomorrow, pick your team, have the likes of Patterson, Bassey, whoever else done enough in the Dunfermline game to earn a place against Alishkirk tomorrow. Stephen Gerrard also providing a transfer update as well. So whatever is on your mind, let's hear it. 01419511025. Uh, let's see if we can go to Celtic Park already, actually, and try and catch up with Alison Conroy. Alison, are you there? Not yet. I don't think we'll get to her very soon, but that's fine. Pick up the phone or tweet us and let us know. Uh, Tony, it is obviously a massive night for Celtic. Um, AZ Altmar. The opposition will they be feeling a bit more confident about themselves now in comparison to a couple of weeks back? Yeah, yeah, I think they're looking good. I think they've had a couple of good results on the bounce and they're starting to play the way the manager wants to. Still think they're a couple of signings short, but Altmar are a good team. Obviously, a Dutch team and they're they're no mugs. I know that, but I'd imagine Celtic could negotiate the tie well and hopefully they bring in a few players after it and. Yeah, keep continuing They look as if they're a much better side than four or five weeks ago, definitely Andy Halliday, you were on the receiving end of Celtic at the weekend um, I saw you limping away at half-time You're still limping heavily Hope it's nothing serious uh, nah, Fingers crossed i hopefully make a bit of recovery at the weekend But yeah, on, on the back of the Celtic game I thought we probably played the best version of Celtic side for a long time uh, I, thought they were, I thought they were excellent at the weekend I think you can see ever so slowly the you know, the style of play that Ange Postacoglu is trying to integrate into the squad. I think there was a big difference from the Celtic we played at the weekend to, to even three weeks ago at Tyne Castle. 
Uh, I thought they played with a great tempo, great intensity. But I think this is the first sort of real, real test a, a Celtic this season. I think um, they're in a good place right now. But you know, with all due respect, they, they you know a couple of good results against Jablonek, Dundee at home, Hearts at home. I think this is a big test for them. But after what I seen at the weekend, uh, it's no doubt that they're going in the right direction. And I fancy them. I fancy them. Yeah, to 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 take as without more than the, over the tie. What about you then out there? If you're on your way to Celtic Park, that's an ideal chance to pick up the phone. If you're settling down for a night in front of the radio or the TV, let's hear from you. How do you rate Celtic's chances tonight? Are you confident? Any suggestions about who Ange Postacoglu should or shouldn't pick? Let's hear it. 0141951025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. I think we can go there now and check in with Alison Conroy. Alison? Third time lucky, maybe. We'll give it a, a, we'll give it a bash in another couple of minutes. Uh, right, oh, oh, this is a great insight. You did just play them a couple of days ago, Andy. What... What was it about Celtic's attacking play that was so difficult to put up with in that first half and what they'll be hoping to take into tonight? I don't think there's ever been a question mark about their forward play, uh, especially their front three and um, you know, the three boys they've got in the middle of the pitch. But what I will say is that they certainly played with a lot more tempo and intensity at the weekend. And I think you know, for for us, we always knew that you know, you're going to go to, to, to Celtic Park and, and Celtic are going to dominate large parts of the game. But it's about trying to stay in the game, trying to frustrate and... The longer the game goes while you're still in the game, try and take something from it. But I thought Celtic just played with a real tempo intensity that made it very, very difficult for us to sort of stay in a shape and, and nullify areas to to try and stop the likes of Kyogo and Edward and, and, and Tom Rogic. And I think we, we caught them on a day where they were, were really, really on it. And to be fair, you know, you, you take away from it 3 2 at Parkhead. But, you know, if I'm being honest, we were, we were probably lucky that the scoreline was only that, especially first 45 minutes. I thought that I thought Celtic were excellent. Um, you know, but for us, you know, we, we, you know, we take a pinch of salt, it's disappointing, we wanted to go deep into the cup, but you know, only one defeat in seven, still obviously we are 100% record on the league, so we need to try and take the positives from it as well, because I think any any team that go 2-0 down at half-time um, at Parkhead, you know, it's very, very easy to not chuck the towel in, but, but uh, you know, try and hang on for dear life and not get a, a big scoreline against you, but I thought we challenged really well in the second half, causing them a bit more problems going the other way, uh, which I still think there's maybe a couple of question marks over, over Celtic, but... No, for, for, for all the forward play over uh, was at the weekend I thought they were excellent Right Celtic fans whilst you get your thoughts in on 01419511025 let's hear from the manager ahead of tonight Yeah it'll be a good challenge they're a good side um, you know um, good young side so they're going to bring plenty of energy um, plenty plenty of mobility um, you know so it'll be a good good challenge for us uh, you know the, the, they've had a, a recent um, strong history in 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 the in the Dutch league and and produce some very very good footballers and um, they've got some very very good ones young ones in their in their team now so good challenge for us but again you know it's it's still more about us and how we play and how we perform um, you know I keep reiterating the same thing to the players is you know it's it's about our performance if we keep improving our performance as we have been even in you know, little bits uh, little areas then again we give ourselves a chance for success. Tony, thinking back, I think, was it Helsingborgs? Was that your first European experience when you were a Celtic player? The, the qualification stages of any of these European competitions, what are, what are they like? Are they, are they tense nights because you know what's at stake? Yeah, I think especially as a young boy, you just want to get in there. You hear the bonuses are big. You hear the chance to play Champions League football. Everything's just a, a big buzz. And I think the players will be thinking the same. It's, it's Europa League football. It's I think it's... 
it's something they do look forward to. I know everybody wants Champions League, but to be honest, if you go into the Champions League, you're going to get high in some games, and it's probably more yeah, a chance to go on a longer run in the Europa League. You've seen what Rangers done last year, and it's, it was good. The, the fans had a, a big buzz about themselves. Absolutely. All right, 01419511025. John is a Celtic fan first through tonight. John, how confident are you of getting something tonight? Well, as I was saying to the boy there, I, I, this is an acid test so far for us. But I still think, I mean, I know the away goals don't count now, so they, obviously the way the system we're playing, obviously we're still needing a cut of defenders in. But I still think, I still, I'm very confident the way, the way it's set up, you know what I mean? I'm very, I think we could maybe 2-0 two, two or 3-1, although probably 3-1, hopefully, we'll probably lose a goal. But I, I think this is the acid test, you know what I mean? Do you think the the getting rid of away goals has changed the dynamic? What what? Do you think that would be like as a as a player or a, a team setting out? Yeah, uh, I mean potentially I think a lot of teams' game plan, especially the underdogs going into ties away from home, is just trying not to concede. Uh and certainly not trying to concede too many. So maybe it can see a little bit more of an open game. But I think it, t- tonight's tie was always going to be open. I think regardless of away 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 go or, uh, or not, Celtics, like I said, the forward play has been electric recently. I think their best players within the squad are probably the front three, especially the front six. But he's had out my other team that scored plenty of goals in Eredivisie last year. So I think they'll come to Parkhead and try and have a go. Uh, I just see Celtic at the moment having a bit too much going forward. You know, Eze Dalmar, they lost the certainly their best player last year in, in Myron Boadu going for 17 million to Monaco. They lost their first choice goal. Obviously, Calvin Stings was a, a highly rated player um, uh, within Europe and losing him. So, you know, facing a team third in there every day, you certainly can't underestimate European opponents. But I think if Celtic are on it the way they have been over the last couple of games, I think they'll. I think they'll be the favourites I mean it sounds good And I love your research But you're going to be honest With the listeners And tell us how you know So much about that Striker that you just striker, mentioned I was just saying I'm a big football manager fan You're a honestly. football manager fan Aye, Tony but I'm not No that deep No honestly. no no Well uh, In football manager 21 My first save was Watford With my pals And <laughs> And my first, my first big signing was Myron Boadu By the way he's electric by the way Seriously <laughs> that's, the, that's the modern day football research Honestly um, Tony as a player What do you think that would be like You know For instance Does it change Say you're one up Does it allow you to Go for broke for a second A bit more And not be as scared That the away team score Because the away goal doesn't count Yeah I think if you're 2-0 up For example And you can see An away goal to a team It actually almost feels like They've equalised Because you think Oh no you want a clean sheet mm-hmm. at home and then going away. Obviously, if Celtic tonight went three one or four two or something, it's not as as bad. But hopefully, they can go and still get a clean sheet and kind of dispel yeah. this myth about the defensive problems. But I think the away goals, especially for an attacking team like Celtic, it won't hurt mm-hmm. them that it's been away. No, John, is there anything in particular you want to see from the team, or w- when you're on a run like Celtic are on, is it as simple as y- you just play the same team as the previous game? Keep playing the way they're playing, you know what I mean? So, and hopefully they can keep it shut at the back more, you know what I mean? But as I say, it's obviously for a couple of weeks ago to what we've came to now, you know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely night and day. Is it Andy? Because this is a good test. You played against Celtic two weeks yeah. ago, then you played them. Now, there is an obvious change here because one was at Tynecastle and one was at Celtic Park. So that, that makes it different straight away. But could you sense a progression? Yeah, for sure. For sure, not not only with um, with personnel, but even with the way the team plays. I think the possession stats were very very similar from from Tynecastle to Parkhead, but the number of chances for one, I think that was down to the the tempo and intensity Celtic play with, but also the quality of chances. And you know, it's uh, you look back at the Tynecastle tie, Kyogo was just out of isolation. Who I think I just don't see a world where he's not going to score goals for Celtic with his with his, uh, with his movement. How 
how sharp he is in and around the box. I think you know, at that period in time, there's still a lot of uncertainty under under Odson Edward. I still think there, there still is, but I thought you seen an Odson Edward that was that was really at it at the weekend. And I mean, he's on top form. He's obviously extremely difficult to deal with. Since then, they've obviously added Joe Hart, which I think was a was a key signing to them because the number one jersey for Celtic was obviously mm. a big question mark going into the season. And the addition of James McCarthy as well, getting his first run out. So I think the, the personnel within the squad improved from from that first game. But in terms of Celtic's general play, I thought they were much better. Is so the Furuhashi movement, right? It's easy for people who watch the game on TV. Um, I was at the game at the weekend as well, and you see things in person. Is it what people make it out to be? What is it about his movement that's got everyone talking? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's only a small sample size. I think he's only played three, four games from Celtic, but from what I've seen so far, I, I just think he's going to be a real, real handful for defenders. I think, you know, you look at the first goal at the weekend, it's a. It's a, it's a great ball to play in behind the, the defence to unleash uh, James Forrest who obviously cuts it back for Edward but his goal you know, for, to the naked eye and the supporters watching in the telly or the stands it might look like simple movement but he does it in a way that's very very hard for a defender to pick up he, you know he, he starts offside he goes out the eye line of the defenders ends up peeling on into the shoulder and, and a great movement to get in behind and, and, and you know it was a, a good finish for a tight angle as well so uh, it's not even just the goals he scored already it's the numbers of chances he's been involved in you know, he's you look at the the uh, the Dundee game. You know everyone's praising him for the hat trick. Could have scored six, you and I think jab, that's more that jabbling out game as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's more down to to you know him being in the right area at the right time, which deserves a lot of praise as well. So I think he's going to be a well, certainly for what we've seen so far, it looks as if he's a great find for Celtic. That will be an area that you are well aware of, Tony, being a striker yourself and and having maybe watched him and a keen eye on it. What what have you made of? Of that side of it And I assume these things Don't happen by accident That's something he's He's worked at for a long time No I, I spoke to David Turnbull The night of the game He scored a hat-trick And he said This wee guy's going to score 25 goals this season And James Forrest said the same I spoke to the both of them In the space of two days And they were both amazed By the guy's movement They said Like Andy said They said it's impossible for him Not to go and get Loads of goals mm. Because he's just electric It's not He's not doing anything different To Big players who move well But He's doing it at the right times And like Andy said It's so hard so hard for defenders to mark if you're always on your toes and always trying to get in behind and he seems to know how to finish and he doesn't get upset when he misses chances and he just keeps going and no, he looks a real real good fan. I think there's always question marks as well of how these players will handle the Scottish game with, with obviously being a little bit more physical than his, his league that he played in in Asia but I thought he, you know, he received a couple of Hefty challenges at the weekend and Dusty Selon got on it, which I think um, you know shows that he's he's more than capable of handling himself. He left, he left well. one on you as well. As well you you <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he did. Which 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 is brilliant. I think he's obviously came here and he's adapted to to Scottish football really well. So I think it's it's good for not not only Celtic to have a, a guy that's a bit of a fox in the box for the cliche, but somebody that's a bit more all rounded and can handle the physical side as well. Did you get a nice reception? I, had a, I, I was watching when you went over to warm up. I, th- I was I was interested. Ah, it was it was lovely, aye. But I don't think it's anything I would uh, I wouldn't change. It. Listen, I would rather that than, than watching manual leads and apparent Darby and seeing half and half scars in the in the stand. So I, I'd take that every day of the week. Good stuff, uh, John. There is news coming out of well, indirectly coming out of Celtic, if you like tonight. Ligia Warsaw's manager. Says confirms that Celtic have agreed a fee for right back Josip Juranovic. He's a Croatian international. Is that one that excites you? Aye, as I say, young Tony, I think Andrew's put his arm around this young boy and he's, he's, 
he's been playing really well. But obviously, he's got no competition there. So, I think, to me, it can only be beneficial to the young boy as well. But if this guy, I've seen the bits and pieces, this boy from Legion of Warsaw looks a bit of a player. Can you see the other point I wanted to make there, if I don't mind? And I'm not having a go at Andy, right? I know we're oh, talking good. there. See, the, see the, I actually quite like you, Andy, even though you're a Rangers man, you know what I mean? Anyway, but... See, what I've tried to go on for the last couple of weeks as well, I think sometimes the referees have been a bit lenient with the, the tackles have been in some of the Celtic players and Andy was talking about there. They're saying the wee boy, he's like a Larson S, the way he does to sell up the couple of tackles. I can't remember the number four Andy plays with, but he seemed to leave a few on wee Kyogo. But I've, I've, I think in a couple of the games, the referees have been a bit lenient again and, for, and some of the tackles have been in. I just want to know. I mean, he can clearly handle himself, as Andy tested. He left a good one. He, uh, <laughs> he did, I left a good one on it you. Was a, it was He's... a cracker as well. It still got me limping after a few days, so fair play to him. But now, nah, I think. Um, you know he's someone that's he's probably aware of before he came to the country it's a physical it's a physical league it's certainly a lot more physical league than the Japanese league I'd imagine but I think uh, you know I don't remember mm. too many much challenges that were a bit of a malice but even even you know coming together it's a it's a contact sport and I thought he dealt with it really well and I think um, you know for for uh, for us at the weekend we you know we try to keep it quiet as much as, try to keep him quiet as much as possible but like I said for his movement and his uh, his quality and off the ball it was it was very very difficult Tony that signing that we mentioned it looks like it you know it's, it's on Josip Juranovic Celtic needed a right back anyway they've only got one um, and Anthony Ralston's done well he's he's come in and and made the position his own for now and and maybe surprised a few people so fair play to him um, but it looks like they've got one of a good pedigree Croatian international kind of speaks for itself doesn't it Yeah I think. The new manager's been really good with Alston. I think nobody imagined that he'd play the first few games of the season. I think even him himself would say the same, but it's always good to sign good players and I'm imagining they're doing their research and they know that defensively a spoil will be good, but I still think they need a new back line. I do. I think they still need an, uh, a couple defensive reinforcements, but Ralston's done well. I don't think it's a case of this boy's got to come in and take mm. him out of the team because he's he's doing really well and it can only be good for him in the future if he does become Celtic's second choice right back then that'll be good Thank you John 01419511025 Celtic fans what do you make of that news it looks like Josip Juranovic is on his way to Celtic Park and what about tonight come on pick your team let us know your feelings are you confident are the pre-match nerves kicking in are you on your way to Celtic Park would be great to hear from you and Rangers fans we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard next he says they're closing in on completing a deal for a new midfielder give us all your thoughts on that and we'll speak to you next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Tony Watt and Andy Halliday in the studio, both waiting on your calls though. 0141-951-1025. Whether you're a Celtic fan on your way to the game or looking forward to it tonight, maybe a Rangers fan previewing tomorrow, maybe a Hearts or a Motherwell fan who want to put one of your current players on the spot, Hibs fans. Good news regarding Martin Boyle today I'm sure Whatever it is Pick up that phone 0141 uh, Let's try again We'll go back to Celtic Park Because I think we've got Breaking team news there With Alison Honestly some, Somebody needs to put Five pence in the meter I don't know what's going on here The mic's not working down there I don't think Honestly Honestly Well I just read the team out oh, go on, Aye, go Why on, not I'm trying to steal Alison's thunder But it's difficult Right so Joe Hart and goals um, a back four of Anthony Ralston Stephen Welsh Carl Starfeld And Greg Taylor um, Callum McGregor The deepest of the midfielders Tom Rogic David Turnbull James Forrest Leal Abada Comes back in And Koyogo So that means No odds on Edward He's been dropped He's in the bench Alongside Barkas Bain Beaton Ayeti Soro 
McCarthy Urugidi, Shaw, Robertson And Montgomery Celtic fans What do you make of that? In fact let's just go straight to the phones And find out Scott is in Canvas Lang um, Scott are you surprised To see no Odson Edward In the starting 11 after the weekend? What do you make of that team? Well, hi Gordon, how you doing mate? How are things? Oh, you're okay. Um, no, no really. You know, I, I think he's, his head's been turned and he's it's been turned for a wee while now. So I don't think he's been Edward class, but he's reserved the past wee while. You know, I think, don't know what it is. You know, I just don't. So I'm not surprised, no. I'm not for that question, no. I, I mean, I do get that, right, Scott, because broadly speaking, you might still be right. It might be a couple of weeks and he, he may no longer be a Celtic player, but, you know, he played at the weekend. He looked he looked up for it to me he, when he bust a gut to get through the middle and, and score that first goal. So, you know, is that is it maybe a bit easy to say that, oh, his head's turned, he's not trying all the usual stuff? But I think, obviously. Tony, obviously, being a striker, you know, he, he'll know. If you're wanting to be in the shop window, you need to score goals. You need to, you need to sell yourself. You know, you need to put there. If you're wanting a way... I'd, it's not just me. There's, I mean, as you'll probably know, there's loads of Celtic fans split on this. You know, um, he's, you know is his heart really there? Is his head really there? You know, but, yeah, he scored a goal at the weekend. Fair dues, but that's what strikers do. That's what they're paid to do. If he's in the short window, mm-hmm. that's how he gets sold, you know. But um, I'm there to the point about Lee Griffiths. <laughs> um, what the hell is going on with this guy? You know, it's it's bamboo. You know, there's a lot of fans out there who don't like him, and a lot of fans out there that they like him. But I just think, you know, what's happening with him? He's not even on the anywhere near this near this game tonight. You know, and this game cries out to have a. Out and out goal scorer, right? Cool goes doing it, you know, and that's fine, that's great. But you know what I'm saying, Gordon? You know, but, but, yeah, listen, out. you're right. He's not, he's not on the bench. Um, I just read the subs there, so yet he is, um, and Edward is. Um, whether that's a case of you know, you're going to put another striker on the bench, Tony? He, he was in the squad. He was on the bench at the weekend against Andy's Hearts. Um, he came out and did the the usual kind of running that that the unused subs will do after the game. I mean. Scott's right, we just we don't see a lot of them at the moment. I I think there's nothing other than the fact that you've got two very good strikers. If Kyogo's going to be judged on the start that he's made, then he's got to be put in that category. And then your third one's maybe got to be Ayeti. I think he's done more in the last twelve months than Griff. No offence to the guy. It's it's just the way it is. I think Ayeti's came back for pre season, he scored a couple of goals as well, and he's probably been the most harshly treated. He scored a few in pre-season and he's not really had a sniff but I don't know it, it just it's up to him now to fight his way back into the team and, and get in I don't think anything's got to be handed to anybody under Ange I think that's the way he's came out and said he's going to work you can see that he's a, a guy he's word the way he started and I think now the gauntlet's laid down to him work hard score goals and you'll be in if that's in reserve games if that's in training I don't know but he's got three good strikers in front of him one of them being a £6 million player who's not really hit the ground running but there's obviously potential there if they've paid that money for him. He's a Swiss international, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So it's it's up to him now to get his sell in the team and I don't think there's anything other than hard work that can do that. What do you make generally of that team? Are you surprised Edward's dropped out or understandable? Uh, no, I think the best thing for Edward again is Kyogo coming in and, and nobody taking a bite and buying him. I think now he needs to get his head down and work his sell as well. I don't think Edward's the type of player that's got to win tackles or headers and bust a gut to defend, but... I think he's got a lot more to his game that lets him away with that, but 
in a European night it's got to be between one of Kyogo and Edward I think in the league on the cup you can play the two of them but I don't think it's it's smart playing the both of them against Altmar I think you need to kind of go out with a bit of caution and it's going to be between the two of them and the more informed one now is Kyogo and that's it no matter if Edward sees sell a 15, 20, 25 million player it's what's best for Celtic and I think that team he's picked tonight is probably the best team he could pick Yeah I think um Listen, I don't think Edward's been dropped off the back of his, his performance at the weekend. I think it's probably you know, more a, a wider outcome of how he's performed since the start of the season compared to you know the person that we're, we're sort of comparing to. Not even that, the, the, the player that's came in for him, Abada, I think, I, think um, I think he's played really well in the limited appearances he's made for Celtic. I think he's, he's got off the mark with a couple of goals. I thought he's looked lively. and uh, you know, like, like Tony said, that man Kyogo seems as if he, he'll certainly be the main man going forward. So I... I I think one thing's for sure I don't think that transfer speculation is good for the player I don't think it's good for the club so I think whatever's going to happen whether Edwards a Celtic player past the window or he's moving on I think ideally Celtic will want it you know coming to a close as soon as possible and then whatever happens I'm sure they'll try and, and certainly hope that, that Edward can, uh, can can get back to being the top Celtic player we know he can be What does that look like shape wise then presumably Kyogo goes you know, through the middle rather than wider yeah. like he was at the weekend yeah, Bada back probably back on the wide right and Forrest back on the left. So they've certainly got one thing I will say, you know, that front three, there's there's plenty of athleticism between them. It's uh, it's three boys that are extremely sharp, extremely dangerous in the final third. So, you know, you look at that team, there's certainly goals in them. It's uh, you know, how much can they stop at the back of a like we said, they're out my team that were we're scoring goals for fun in the end of the day so, albeit they've lost a couple of key players uh, Scott thank you it was nice to speak to you Scott and Canvas Lang let's bring in young Archie I think we can call him young Archie 13 years old on his way uh, to the game Archie are you looking forward to it or Celtic going to do the business? Yeah I'm really looking forward to it What do you think then are you confident? Uh, I've got a lot of confidence but I've also got quite a lot of nerves at the same time I think, I think we'll score goals but I just think our defence um, I'm really not sure about it just now. It still looks quite, it's quite unsettled at the moment. Would you understand that, Tony? I mean, Andy played against him and is is admitting that it could have been a, a very different scoreline, but it it wasn't. And in the end, it somehow was it was a was narrow. People then look at that and say that reflects on on Celtic's backline. You understand that? Yeah, no, I I think there's there's got to be concentration for ninety minutes for the defenders. I think. Celtic are still a little bit away from that back five. I think even the manager knows that. They're going to concede goals and Motherwell's hearts. We play against Celtic to try and steal something and like Andy said, they battered them for 45, 60 minutes and, but when they switch off, hearts are good enough to go and punish them and on another day maybe they could equalise, I don't know, but sometimes the possession and the shots don't tell a story. You need to be concentrated for 90 minutes and if they don't do that over the next two legs... They, they could be out of Europe but hopefully they, they do do that because they've got a lot of potential and they've got enough in them that they can um, Archie Kyogo gets spoken about a lot on this show because he's a new signing and he's hit the ground running it is very early days there's still a long way to go but I, I take it fans like you are enjoying what you're seeing from him uh, so far what I've seen from him um, I'm really quite excited I'm not trying to get ahead of myself I think Early day, they look very promising. You can see he's got a really enthusiasm for the game. He's loving his time here so far. Just hope we can keep it up, really, for the full season. Archie, do you fancy a shift as a pundit and I'll kick one of these two out? Aye, brilliant. Aye, doing all right. What do you think, Archie? Next week? Yeah. Good man, I'll give you a call. That was Archie. Somewhere on the road to Celtic Park. Looking forward to the game. Good to hear from you, Archie. 0141 
9511025 Keep your calls Coming in uh, Let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard Rangers fans This might be a good time For you to get involved as well He says They are closing in On completing a deal For a new midfielder He says They are still light in that area And hopes To announce something In the coming days What do you think Rangers fans Are you encouraged by that What type of midfielder Do you think you're lacking Give us your thoughts We've identified Targets that we're looking at To try and bring in um, There's a lot of hard work Going on behind the scenes To make them happen uh, we've had some progress behind the scenes. Um, I don't think there'll be many incomings, um, but whilst the window's still open, you never know what's going to land on your table in terms of people bidding for your players. So um, I don't want to make a liar out of myself. I'm always trying to be honest and respectful with you guys. We're trying to make an addition in, in the midfield area. I can certainly tell you that. Um, but what I won't do is comment on, on any other uh, club's players. I don't think that's professional from my point of view. Um, we've got a couple of players that are capable of dropping down and, and playing as, as hybrids, if you like. But it is an area where last year, you know, come the end of the season, after the amount of games and volume of games, we felt we were a little bit short at, short at times. I don't want to be as vulnerable as I was towards the back end of the season. I do want to have options. I do like to top players in each position and um, you know if we can get this signing uh, that we're looking at over the line in the coming days then I'll be really satisfied with the engine room I mean Rangers have been pretty good at keeping their cards close to their chest there was obviously newspaper reports linking them with Janino Bakuna from Huddersfield um, is that is that what Rangers need Andy is that what you would, would expect them to go into the market for? I'm not too sure um, no, Stephen Gerrard made a comment he sees Sees that they feel they're light in midfield. They like you know two top quality players in each position. I don't feel as if they're light. I feel as if they've got quite a few numbers in that area. You know, Joe Rebo, Glenn Kamara, Stephen Davis, Ryan Jack, John Lundstrom. You know, we've had a couple of callers saying that they'd like to see Stephen Kelly break through into the team this year. Scott Arfield's another one. So it's a uh, you know it's it's not a, an area of the pitch that I feel as if they're light. Um, but obviously Stephen Gerrard might see something something different than I do. You know, he mentioned that he doesn't know what's what's in the future whether a club come in and put a bid on the table for one of these players maybe he's talking to talking about one of his midfielders that could you know, eventually get prized away for the football club but one thing I will say is I, I think there's got to be a lot of trust in, in, uh, in Stephen Gerrard and Ross Wilson with a lot of the recruitment they've done at the football club so if he feels if that's an area they could strengthen then well, they've certainly got to stand by it uh, No wonder it's a tough challenge for you Motherwells and Hearts of the World Tony when Andy's just listed off Rangers midfield roster and Stephen Gerrard wants more wants another one in there Ah, incredible! The, he just named six or seven good midfielders, but I do understand Gerard's point. He said a couple of injuries last year. He probably sees Aribo as more an attacking player. Boys like Kamara could go in the last year of contract. So, no, on paper they look as if they're all right, but you never know what's in the background and what people are thinking. And like he said, transfers coming on his tables, offers coming on his table, and no, I, I think Rangers they've had a kind of. Tough start, but I think they're more than good enough to to go and retain the title, and unless Celtic give them a right challenge, and hopefully it'll be exciting mm. this year. But no, their their squad to me on paper looks really really good, and it's but he must know something that we we don't know about maybe outgoing. Well, let's bring in David, who's a Rangers fan from Govan Hill. What do you think of that, David? The manager pretty clear he expects to announce a new midfielder soon. What do you what do you think? Um, well, uh, but first of all, hello guys. Ho- I hope you're all doing well. Thank you. Um, I'm sitting thinking to myself, is this going to be the announcement of Joey Veerman, who there's been a lot of speculation about over the past couple of months? But not only that, if, if this is going to be the, uh, the incoming, is Glenn Kamara going to be the outgoing? Because as Gerard already said himself, there's a nice bid on the table. He's not said who from, but 
if it's if it's a good enough price, I'm guessing we're going to have to take it and cash in whilst we can. Yeah, I mean, Andy Kamara is one of the names that is, enters that conversation, and especially on the mm-hmm. back of the Malmo disappointment. We had the discussion last week. Does this mean Rangers sell players? The Joey Veerman one, um, I think it was Roger Hanna on the show last night said for him, he felt that was one that fell into the, the category of you sign him if you make the Champions League because of the fee that's likely involved. And now that Rangers haven't, he found it less likely. That's not to say it can't happen. Yeah, not only that. I think uh, listen, there's no smoke without fire, and I, I think there was a, there was a lot of talk about Joey Veerman coming to potentially coming to Rangers. I think maybe three four weeks ago, but like all like all fans out there, when that sort of talk dies down and it drags on for a couple of weeks, you feel as if that that might not be on the table anymore. Listen, it might be. Uh, if it is, I think it's a player that that Rangers fans will certainly get excited about. But when you're starting to hear murmurs, I think it was Janino Bakuna and. Uh, over social media for the last sort of twenty four hours or so. So if it's him, uh, you know, I said no smoke without fire. You know, the the talk that is just now that he seems as if he's one that's linked with the Rangers um uh, mm. club. So I'm not too sure. Uh what I will say is I think that like I said, I do think there's a lot of trust that needs to get put into the manager. If that's an area that he sees strengthened, I'm sure they've done their, their, their due diligence and watch mm. a lot of um whoever it is they're gonna bring in. But what I Glenn Kamara is certainly a player I don't think Rangers will want to lose but I think every player's got a price I think you know, any club will say that and if it's a if it's a hefty fee that Rangers draft in for a player that, that certainly merits a hefty fee then you know, he'll certainly go with Rangers fans blessing Would that be the priority area for you David? Well I've seen I've seen the boy play um, and he, seem, he seems like a very very creative player but he doesn't seem too selfish either Um I've I've seen uh, just like highlights of him, and it's been him either setting up players or being more of an attacking midfielder himself. But as I'm saying, not not too selfish on the ball. Um, if we if we are to lose Glenn Kamara, it's obviously going to be a heavy loss. However, really, whatever we get back off of him, um, as long as he's happy with it, I'd say it would be brilliant for us and him. I mean, as as we've said before, it only costs us fifty grand, and we're looking at like. Six seven million is the average price. I think we've lost David and Govan Hill. Apologies for that. Um, but Glenn Kamara, um, we're speaking about midfielders. Andy, the Stephen Gerrard's business was always likely to be not too many. You can win the league. Yeah. You romp the league last season. You're not going to bring in numerous players. Does that, in in some ways? Make it you know even more important that you get that one or two right because you're looking for the absolute right ones rather than you know a, a numbers game. Yeah, for sure. And I think Stephen Gerrard's mentioned it. You know, at all big clubs, you know, recruitment's extremely important. But I think sometimes recruitment's it's it's most important when you're on top. You know, and you want to you want to sustain you know any success that the club might have going forward. And I think Rangers have have been pretty vocal. That's what we try to do. And you know they've brought in a couple of. A key components within the squad, obviously, Fashion Sakala, um, John Lundstrom, not obviously not demanding any fees for either. Or listen, if Glenn Kamara is the one that's going to leave, I'm pretty sure that the profit Rangers are going to make off it's been going to be pretty high. But yeah, I think there needs to be a lot of trust in the in the manager's process. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Stephen Gerrard. We're also going to hear more from him in a second about the possibility of Calvin Bassey playing tomorrow. Rangers fans, what do you make of that? Has he done enough? Or does it have to be the big guns? Did Barisic have to come back for a game like tomorrow? You tell us. And Celtic fans, we are an hour away from kickoff. How are you feeling? What do you make of that team? We'll speak to you next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
What a nice treat for you On a Wednesday night Two players currently operating In Scotland's top flight I'm not sure we've ever had that On the same evening before Andy Halliday And Tony Watt are here It's a huge night Of European football In the east end of Glasgow So with just under an hour to go Celtic fans How are you feeling? Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling optimistic? What do you make of the team? Rangers fans It's all about Alishkirk tomorrow But there's also Transfer stories in the background Stephen Gerrard confirming A new midfielder looks set to be on his way To Ibrooks. So get all your calls in You can tweet us as well of course At Clyde SSB uh, And the number is 01419511025 For what feels like the 10th attempt Let's see if we can bring in Alison Conroy Can you hear us this time? I can hear yes, you, can you hear me? we've got it, good What yes, a result I, that is I haven't been skiving, I have been here I promise I wasn't just late for the show That's I fine I have been here That is fine I, I've probably stolen your thunder on a number of accounts But you're there Give us a bit of a, a rundown on what's happening at Celtic Park And a recap of the teams, please Well, of course, Ezel said Alkmaar, the visitors tonight A challenge for Celtic As they try to reach the Europa League group stages Alkmaar, they finished third in the Eredivisie last season But they have lost players including last season's top scorer. Now, the big news for Celtic tonight is just one change from that game against Hearts on Sunday. It's Odson Edward, of course, that, that drops to the bench. And Lee Labada, he's returning from injury. Ryan Christie missing out completely again because he is still injured, possibly back for St Mirren at the weekend. So it will be Joe Hart in goal, a back four of Anthony Ralston, Carl Starfelt, Stephen Welsh and Greg Taylor. And then it'll be the three of Tom Rogic, Cal McGregor and David Turnbull with Leela Labada and James Forrest supporting um, Furuhashi up top as well. So your bench for this one will be, if I can find it, because my technology, it's Barkas, Bain, Beaton, Ayeti, Soro, McCarthy, Edward, Origidi, Shaw, Robertson and Montgomery. So a sellout again for this one, Gordon. More of the main stand open tonight as well as the fans return for this Europa League playoff first leg. Uh, that'll be that wee bit then at the main stand that Andy Haldy was able to sit in in peace after he came off injured. So you, you wouldn't get quite the same <laughs> peace? peace tonight. I don't know if it was peace. Um, right, 01419511025. What about that team? Celtic fans happy with it? Surprised to see Edward drop out for a hash. He's back in there, of course. He's the man grabbing the headlines. Pick up the phone and let us know. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard again. He admits that Calvin Bassey has given him something to think about heading into tomorrow's game. He says the fullback couldn't really be doing any more to impress him at the moment. I'm not one to give uh, teams out 24 hours before a big game. Um, but what I can confirm is Calvin's in a fantastic place. Um, he can't do any more. He's trained never so well. Um, his confidence is high up and I don't think um, you know, he'd done much wrong the other night. I thought his performance was really strong in and out of possession. And... Um, he has since that game given me something to think about, but I'll confirm my team tomorrow night. Um, but I'm really happy with both my young fullbacks. They're doing everything I'm asking of them. Let's bring in John, who's a Rangers fan from Airdrie. What do you make of, of that, what you just heard there, John? Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, I watched, um, I was at the Mammal game last week and I watched Bassey warming up down the side. Big bite a boy, um, big unit to be fair. Um, looks like a good athlete um, as well as a footballer. Um, and to me, I think, as I spoke to your colleague a minute ago, I feel that the young man Barisic is maybe it's time. Rangers, maybe if we're talking about sales and talk, maybe an unpopular opinion, but maybe it's time for Barisic to be maybe sold if we could get good money for him. What makes you say that then, John? Because we had lots of your fellow Rangers fans waxing lyrical about him last season. So, to me, I, I was one of those guys who 
I tried to give Barisic a benefit of the doubt when he first arrived. It took his time to settle. I kept on saying to my mates, look, no, he'll be another Sasa Papac, he'll be your turn now to be a great player. Yeah, delivery wise, he's great. Set plays, etc. He's, he's, he's decent, do you know what I mean? But see the reality, he can't defend. I, I've, I've tried. There's any time he comes up against a good winger, it's like a, a rabbit in the headlights. Andy's played with him, right? And Andy might have a different opinion from me. Right? I can only give my opinion, right? To me, if we could get good money for Barisic, I would sell him. I think what you've seen for Barsi and the attitude and application that Barsi's bringing to the team now, this is what we're trying to kind of create at Rangers, the, the, the conveyor belt for the younger players to come through, challenge the first team players, and then take those positions. Similar to what Patterson's trying to do with Tav, but again, I think Tav's a different entity for Barisic. Tav's proven himself over and over, as I think Barisic now, if he could get good money, sell him. Yeah, listen, I think, you know, Borna Barisic received a lot of praise last year and deservedly so, but uh, you can only judge him on so far on his performances this, she- uh, this season and they fell, they fell way short than the standard that he set himself last year. Uh, you know, referencing Calvin Bassey, I think it's really important when you get your chance, no matter what type of game it was, whether it was, you know, them filming in the League Cup, you need to try and show that you're ready to, to take the jersey whenever the chance comes to you. And I think he's he's certainly done himself no harm whatsoever. I think against them filming, he was by far the best player on the pitch. I thought it brought a real set of, a real sense of urgency, a real sense of a, a tempo. I thought I, I lost count the amount of times he won the ball back for Rangers, especially in the first half. And uh, you know, you know, John mentioned he's a, he's a big unit, a boy, but he's very, very athletic for his size and his stature as well. So, you know, he's, he's certainly done himself no harm whenever he's been given the jersey. Mm. And uh, for me, I would play him tomorrow on the basis of, of what he's shown this year. Tony, you pros, I would imagine, having never been there, that you need to know that. Yeah, there's always going to be kind of first choice players and players that have done well in the past, but you need to know that there's at least the possibility that if you get your chance and you play well, you will then be rewarded and you'll get to to stay in the team. That must be what's gone through Calvin Bassey's head. Yeah, no, definitely. There needs to be a pathway. The one with Bassey and Barisic, though, I wouldn't sell Barisic just yet. I think he's a good player. He plays for the national team of Croatia, which isn't a small feat. Bassey came on last year against St Milan and ultimately put them out of the cup so he's still got a lot of learning to do whether it's naivety or if he's not up to that standard I think he's a good player but I wouldn't sell your first choice right uh, left back because he's having a bad bit of form he's a great player he showed that last year he's got great ability but it would need to take a big bid for it to be hmm. Bassey as the number one now I'm not saying Bassey's not a good player but I don't know if he's ready to take over from Barisic just yet I think maybe another year or another six months Getting games every so often to actually show that he's up to that level would be really good for him. John, what do you think? My grandmother saw it, yeah. So, if I'm looking at Barris, it's right, he's 28 years of age, right? He's just, as um, Tony just said there, he is a Croatian internationalist. Stock's a bit high, he was at the Euros or didn't play due to injuries. Where do we go with Barisic? Where do we go with Barisic then? Because he's aging now, as I say, he's 28, he's coming up in 29, so he's in a big contract at Rangers. Where's the sell-on? This is the, the, the model that uh, Rangers are trying to implement. Where's the sell-on for, for Barisic? Where, where do we go with that? Do we just hang on to him? I'm not saying after one good game that Calvin Barisic is the starter for us. What I'm trying to say to you is we need to give this guy a game. run of games and see if a decent bid comes in for uh, Barisic. For me, I would let him go. I think Barisic has let us sell down defensively. I think there's been times where I think he's no copped with the pressure. I think Obviously you guys are professional footballers But the mental strength at times lets him down For me, I've seen it a few times in him And his performances and his body language 
to me, if they get good money, sell them. That's that's a fan's opinion. It might be an unpopular opinion, but that's that's how I feel about them. I think that's that's the important part of your, uh, your point, though, John. If a bid comes in for them, I think I, you know I've said it before. I think every player's got their price. I don't think Rangers will actively be trying to sell Bonabarisic, like you said. I don't think it takes away from the the excellent season that he had last year. If a team comes in for a bid and if it's the right money, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard and Rangers will be open to listening to offers for him. But what I do think is important for the football club moving forward is. They know that Borna Barisic has got competition knocking on his door. And after Calvin Bassey's maybe two or three appearances so far this year, Borna Barisic will know, especially if he doesn't play tomorrow, he has to up his game. Life comes at you fast. Borna Barisic described as ageing by John and Airdrie, which which may well be true, but believe it, that means you two are ageing as well. <laughs> no, okay, when I'm 30 this year. You're right in that category. Tom, One year what, you, what are you, 27? Ageing. Eh? We've got two ageing old crocs in the studio. By the way, what does that make you? Well over the hill You've seen, you seen these greys Andy Halliday And Tony Watt here Thank you to John in Airdrie It's time for this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Right I'm looking forward To tonight's Beat the Pundit Because you've got the reigning Beat the Pundit champion In the studio On Andy Halliday But I don't think Have you played this season yet? Nope Coin hasn't landed You played last time you were in? Nope. No Oh okay this could be interesting right, If you fancy taking on One of these two Ageing pros It's 01419511025 And you need to phone Before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's Andy Halliday And Tony Watt tonight 01419511025 To get in touch with the guys If you're just joining us We're building up to Celtic Against AZ Alkmaar 42 minutes away To be precise So Celtic fans How are you feeling? Are you confident? What about that team tonight? And uh, Rangers fans Heard from Stephen Gerrard On transfers There's a new midfielder Incoming at some point Playing Alishkirt tomorrow Of course Going to tap into Andy Halliday And Tony Watts Expert insight Into the Scottish top flight Very soon as well uh, But let's see how they do at this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. They were also very um what's the word I'm looking for? They were very upbeat about their beat the pundit chances. Both of them and he's played many times and won many times. Tony's confident. You, you you're at home, you think you've you've got what it takes. And the pressure's off I'm all right, oh, yeah. That's the that's that's the, the big issue here. Right, heads it will be Andy Tails it'll be Tony We'll introduce tonight's contestant First Roger Is in Clack Manager How's it going Roger? Uh, not too bad yourself Not too bad at all I know you're a Celtic fan as well Roger How are you feeling about tonight? Well, well hopefully we get a win But you never know eh? We're you, playing quite well eh? So here's hoping eh? Yeah I was going to say well, you feeling more confident you know, Now than you you would have been Say two weeks ago? Uh, well a month ago anyway I Definitely yeah. Okay, let's see how we go and beat the pundit. Forget Celtic's chances for a minute. Heads, it will be Andy. Tails, it will be Tony. It's Tails. It's Tony Watt Ooh. up against Roger from Quick Manager. Double-headed um, coin again. Yeah, the, the stats for the Tails this season are through the roof. I'm going to give Tony Watt some Clyde 2 to listen to. Put those headphones on properly, please. Right, Roger, here's the deal. 30 seconds. Just answer as many questions right as you can. And the secret is If you don't know Just pass quickly And that way we'll fit more questions in Okay No problem Good man Your 30 seconds is going on the clock And it starts Now Which team did Moussa Dembele Leave Celtic for? Oh pass Rangers were last in the Champions League group stages in 2010 Name any team in their group 
Oh, pass. Who's got more caps for Scotland, David Marshall or Alan Ruff? Uh, David Marshall. Who's the manager of the Spain men's national team? Oh, pass. Which Hibs player signed a new contract until 2024 today? Well, I can make my answer to tell you. How many Scottish teams has Tom Wright? Uh, the question's complete, so you can take your time. How many Scottish teams has Tommy Wright managed? Two. Okay, let's bring Tony Watt back. Tony, can you hear us? You got us loud and clear. Aye, aye. Right, same set of questions to you. Don't get nervous now. Oh, I'm. Um, right, okay. 30 seconds, your time starts now. Where did Moussa Dembele go after he left Celtic? Leon. Rangers were last in the Champions League groups in 2010. Name any team that was in their group. Uh, pass. Which goalkeeper's got more caps for Scotland, David Marshall or Alan Ruff? Alan Ruff. Who is the manager of the Spain men's national team? Luis Enrique. Which Hibs player signed a new contract until 2024 today? How many Scottish teams has Tommy Wright managed? Two. Which Italian side does Aaron Hickey play for? Bologna. What country are St Johnson's European opponents last Austria. based in? We sounded confident, Roger. What do you think? Oh, I'm well beat. I'll tell you what, Roger. I was worried here that you were going to get a zero because I've said it on the show many times. I I don't like it. I, I'm a softy. I don't like it when the listeners get zero. I feel sorry for them. I know there's some sadists out there who enjoy it. I don't like it. And what's even worse, right? Roger is picking up his wee boy Lachlan from football training. I mean, you don't want to embarrass yourself too much sorry, when, when the wee man's in the car. Um, however, as well, he's not in the car yet. Is he not in the car yet? That's, oh, don't worry. His, his, his pals will be telling him all about this, Roger. First one, Musa Dembele. Was was that the pressure of being on air, Roger? I think you knew Leon. If I'd given you more time, oh, didn't honestly, you? Got, oh, no. honestly, I got brain freeze right there. Like that's the pressure. See, these guys have played in the big stage. That's um, that's what happens here. So Leon one 0 to Tony. Um, Andy will know this one. Rangers last time they were in the Champions League. Man U, Valencia, Bursaspor right, I was only asking for one uh-huh. you Show off, right, okay um, You're right, none of you got it Which goalkeeper has got more caps for Scotland? David Marshall or Alan Ruff? This is when I started getting worried for you, Roger Because you've got a 50-50 chance And you went for the wrong one um, it's, quite, it's quite tight though Alan Ruff, 53 David Marshall, 47 So 2-0, Tony Watt uh, Then he started stretching ahead Luis Enrique, the Spain manager Martin Boyle The contract And this is where I was Sigh of relief Because Roger got the St Johnson and Kilmarnock Two teams for Tommy Wright But Tony got it as well He got Bologna for Aaron Hickey And he got Austria for Lask How many is that? Seven? That is one, two, three, four, five, six It is, it's a seven A a seven-one victory Roger Don't tell Lachlan anything about this No, it's just about to get in the car mate I'll keep it quiet Right, quick, go I'll let you go Spare you the shame That was Roger In Click Manager you impressed, Andy? Very with impressed. What you witnessed I, from your colleague yep, tonight? Yep, I, I was actually looking forward to seeing him. I thought that he was, uh, mm. you know, you hear the stories about Tony. He's not the brightest, but no, nah, he's, he's no, proved no, everyone no, no. wrong. There we go. You're proving people wrong. Sometimes there's stories that are false. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, instantly, Deborah's been in touch. She's a Motherwell fan. She's gone Tony Boy with the wee clapping hands. But then she did say she was hoping for a zero. I don't know why. I, I, wow. just, that's what people like. They like to see the pundits humiliated. Yep. Uh, but you did well. I can't argue with that. Seven, I'll take that. I was impressed with Lask. You've been in touch with your former St. Johnson teammates. No, I just keep. I keep the track up to date with all the Scottish football and. Obviously I still follow okay. Newspapers Good. that cover St Johnson Good on I? you Yep I'm impressed I always thought you just spent your nights Playing the Playstation the But you're, you're proving people wrong Okay uh, 01419511025 How are you feeling tonight? Celtic fans ahead of the game Are the pre-match nerves settling in? What do you make of the team? Rangers fans We've heard from Stephen Gerrard on 
the possibility of Calvin Bassey playing tomorrow. Uh, we've heard from him on the, the fact that a new midfielder should be set to arrive. And uh, Aberdeen are in action, St Johnson are in action. There's a new contract for Martin Boyle, as you heard. So whatever is on your mind tonight, maybe you want to even put Andy or Tony on the spot. That would be nice. Let's hear you. 0141951. 1025 uh, Let's just deal with that Just now actually Since it was on Beat the Pundit It makes sense um, I, I feel like that That is a big story I like it I like the fact that We had Aberdeen One of our biggest clubs Trying to sign Arguably Hibs best player One of our <laughs> other biggest clubs um, The bid knocked back And Martin Boyle um, Gets the new contract He says it's the perfect place For him after extending his stay He was flattered by the interest From Aberdeen But says there's only one place He wants to be I love it I'm happy here my family are happy here, my wife plays for the ladies, um, and there's nowhere I'd rather be. Um, you know, I'm really enjoying my football at the moment. Um, I'm reaping the benefits, and you know, I've got a, a real trust with the gaffer and the assistant manager at the moment, and you know, don't want to let them down, and you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying my football. No, obviously, I think it was pretty much done anyway. I'd already agreed. Um, you know, the interest is flattering, yeah, hometown club, but at the same time, Edinburgh's my home, and it will be for the foreseeable. And, I say um, my happiness um, is is what comes first to me and, and my family and you know we really enjoying it here. Right, this will be good. Hearts, Andy Halliday. How big a boost is it for Hibs to hold on to Martin Boyle? Think carefully. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's big. Um, Hibs, of course, you know after the back of a, a good year last year. You know, unfortunately they've been put out of Europe, but they want to keep holding their best players, and, and Martin Boyle certainly falls under that category. And it's like you said, it's something you don't see. You know, too often clubs in Scotland outside the old firm try to take, you know, part of the other big clubs' best players off them. And uh, you know, when I seen the when I seen the bid, to be honest, I was I was taken aback a wee bit. Um, you know, you, you hear reports that you know it was potentially a minimum fee release clause. It was in his contract, but you know, it fell fell with uh, clubs outside of Scotland. So Aberdeen obviously tried to test the water, see if they were they were willing to listen to any offers, but. No, Hibs will be delighted that he's, t- he's tied down his future at, at Easter Road Yeah I mean apart from you two obviously uh, Tony I think most people would agree out, out with the old firm Got to be one of the most exciting attacking players to, to watch yeah, yeah I think if Aberdeen get him for 500 grand it's, It guarantees him third place I think both teams are really good this year But not the boiler He's, he's rapid, he's good with his feet He's added goals, he's added assists he's, No he's a, a very very good player Possibly the best player outside the top two Maybe. You mentioned rapid there I think that that's, you just can't ignore it can you Even when he's up against Rangers and Celtic You, you can see it You've got me curious Is he the quickest player in the league? I'm, I'm taking advantage Possibly. tonight right? I keep saying it We've never had two current players in I'm going to get you two debating this is There's he, no is one of us two is it? Let's be well, honest no, 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 that's no, it's, sure. de- it's definitely not Certainly not the way you're moving tonight um, Is he the quickest in the league? I think we could have an Edinburgh derby there by the way I think Josh and Ellie could Potentially take him Really? Potentially Listen Martin, Martin Potter's electric You know his, his pace is uh, certainly one of his main attributes I'm trying to think of other boys in the league That could potentially you know, Run alongside him and keep up with him And I think I think Gino could be one that could take him No I think you're right I think that, that'd be a good race Definitely maybe throw Ryan Kent in there And see what's, what's going on Maybe a James Forrest Ryan Kent's one of them I think looks bit quicker with the ball at his feet than he actually is If that makes sense yeah. uh, You're going to put me in the spot wise. now And ask me what the distance of the race is Aren't you Because I guess You know for <laughs> You guys are maybe more about Quick You know Quick wee bust I might be able to take him over two yards <laughs> I wouldn't no, go I'm not sure. I wouldn't <laughs> go that more, far I'm struggling So we're th- what are we thinking Martin Boyle Josh Janelli I think that'd be a good top oh, four We're saying 100 metres Nah there. I think that's a bit much Isn't it we we'll go half 40 that, metres 50 metres Right okay I have, uh, Just because I've not seen much Of the boy Janelli I know he's rapid He's a good player But I'd probably give the boy all the benefit of doubt. Just he's a wee, 
uh, wee tricky customer when it comes to any. I've got to stick with my teammate. I think. Right. Okay. Josh right. We're on to something. Now. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take this road and see where we go. Um, what else? What else could we go for to be nosiest? Right. Okay. Um, to be nosy. Who's the? I mean, Scottish football debate here. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I'm just interested because it's. You say Rangers players. I'll say Rangers players. Um, who's the trickiest then? Oh, most skillful in the league. You think? Easy. I'm going to cross over to Andy's side and I'll say Joe Rebo. Right. Yeah, close close control. Um, you know, in tight situations, I potentially. Uh, but I'd say overall, skillful. Mm-hmm. Uh, more tricks in the book. I would. I would go right. Aye, then. probably a different ways. Like got the Ronaldo step overs and the wee chops. And I just think Aribo because when he gets the ball in the kind of last twenty yards, he's just I tell he you just what, unlocks. Not, not a lot of love for your own teammates well, on that well, question. Then, say, no, I'll tell no. you what, it's another one that neither of us is taking. So. <laughs> You can Gary McKay Stephen back in the day. He was oh, a he was I a bag of trash. Maybe I, don't see it quite shout. so much no, anymore. I, I think he could be in terms of what I've seen. The highlight reel, like what the he's, highlight reel, he's, uh, he's the most skillful he's got a great for me. YouTube compilation, oh, unbelievable. He does um, flip flaps mid air. That's what I just don't get. Oh, I think not, he's I've number one. No, no, Dean Claret and Amber even coming close. No. Oh, absolutely not. Is it you, Liam Kelly? Aye, not <laughs> he's me. No. With his feet. I can do a step over, but it's a bit tight, a bit. Very slow, probably right, okay. about double the speed of Ryan Kent does. Maybe tricky. I say just uh, stuff I've seen Ryan Kent doing. Oh, right, we, we went, we went quickest. I don't know if we, is this on who's the who's the slowest. Then? I'll answer that. Not a problem. That might be one I take. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, uh, Peter Haring. Listen, I'm gone for my teammate this time. I slaughter him every day about how slow he is. Top player, but he's certainly known the quicker side of this game. That's for sure. Okay. I'll go for your arch nemesis. I'll say Big Decky Gallagher. You've given him second prize before, ain't you? I'll give him a second prize here. Big Decky as well, top top man. But again, no no blistering in pace. No, to be fair, he makes he up for his done, brain. I, that's for sure. Doesn't he get done? But if I've seen him try to run in the sprints and that, and it's just a recipe for disaster. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, this will be good. This this might well be one of you two. Oh no. Who's yeah. the moniest? Oh, aye, it could be I like the loudest, moniest. I tell you what, I'm going. I'm going to say right now, Derek McInnes's Aberdeen side is the moniest side I've ever faced, <laughs> and I'm talking about. Doesn't matter the decision the referee makes if it's a clear penalty, a clear Hibs throw. First in. game of the season, aye. It's just it was constant. MD went near Martin Boyle. Referees. Us is third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And it's hard to Try pick to out. It's, it's, it's hard to pick out individuals for that. For that. Morelos, would you I give him a Andy? He's all potentially, potentially. Yeah, but you two don't understand what he's saying, so he oh, might not aye, actually be more. True, I was, but oh, listen, that team like Considine, McKenna, Lewis Ferguson, like all of them love him. Mm. I, I, I'm giving it to any of them. I'll get Lewis Ferguson at the, at the mall. Well, you'll, you'll have come up against Scott Brown. You've got Stephen Naismith on your coaching yeah. staff. Oh, Naismith, by the way, if aye. he was still playing, he could. He He'd could be win my that. shout. I at any time of. Well, I was in a cut of Scotland squads but any time point against mm. him, he terrorises the wingers. See if they don't put the ball in the box, he's constant. He could have won it, to be fair. Mm. He's a coach now, so, so you can't, can't see that. No, you can't. You need to stay on his, <laughs> stay on his good books. Um, what else? What else could we go for? Who's the best player in Scottish football in the top flight on their day? On their day, I'm, I, again, I'd probably go Ryan Kent. Uh, it's difficult. That, that's a difficult one because. Uh, I think when players are on their day it chops and change so your opinion Aye. can change with it I think Odds and Edward a couple of years ago you know Alfredo Morelos again a couple of years ago James Forrest I, consi- consistent wise he's obviously he's, consistently numbers wise especially I think the numbers he puts up um, year in year out uh, but if I'm just I'm taking it from a sort of fan's perspective somebody will get me off my seat uh, when they're on top form I've got Ryan Kent for me I think it's got to be one of the two I think David Tumble showed last year that he was Celtic's best player but in terms of Rangers 
Tavernier, Ken, either of the two could for me be the best player in the league. I James Forrest. There's, there's a few good players in the league to be fair. That is I. Edward as well. No, we will. On, if we're talking on on the day, on the day, even in the conversation, hundred percent. On the day, I'm probably going James Forrest, but that's just just because he's your mate, really. I bet, and he's the best player in the league. But you see, when he was injured last year, Celtic struggle, but. I'd say close second for me personally would be Ryan Kent. I really like the way he plays. Aye. Okay, it's an interesting one. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think we'll get the the listeners. Any more categories we need to cover off? What have we done? Quickest, slowest, loudest, uh, most skillful ones that might be a bit harsh. I suppose that we can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get you like. I'd probably win. I'll go just no. Well, I was going to say that's a that's a great Scottish debate. That by the way, I've had that many times. The eleven. I don't. I don't think I'll go ugly. I think that'll get us taken off here. I think there's that uh, big biggest wind up. Is that is that kind of like morning? I don't know who who gives you a bit on the pitch. Is that, is that similar? Oh, is that has got to be for me? Brown or Morelos? The two of them. Uh, I think. Yeah, it's a great competition. That they two would have to be unanimous. Eh, one and two away for the pack. All right then. I think um, that's a great one. That by the way, Charles McGrew would be up there for sure. Uh, Oh, it's a great question. Why would you say he's up? I Ken Laffey. Oh, there you go. Hands aye, down. Aye. Hands down. Really? Hands down. <laughs> aye, cheeky. End cheeky. of conversation. Aye, aye. Down. That's a, he's not in Scottish football anymore, but I'm bringing him back for a week because. Oh, that's true. Huh? Yeah, you've just blown the question. Uh, out oh, the water. I know, but I mean, I'm talking about. He is a full on wind up, that boy. If he could get away with some stuff, if cameras weren't there, then I'm sure he would do it. But yeah, let's I not think, get into that. Yeah, I think the least said about that, the better. Um, right, let's bring in a man who's a Celtic fan. Feeling. Confident for tonight, a man? I think so. I think a bit of defence in it, but I think the defence is coming on a bit. Well, we lost two silly goals against Hearts, but I think I, I think we'll be all right. But what I wanted to ask was, do you think Chief Celtic signed that player today? I think they signed him. And then another one, are they allowed to play next week on the return leg? Ooh, that's a good question. question. Maybe one can be added. Um, I, 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 think, I think I think it's per round oh, I think you can make one change mm. per round I, Listen I might be wrong I'm pretty sure no, that's what the rules were to, but to be fair as well the, the, the League of Warsaw side of things Celtic haven't signed them yet So um, And you know what these things are like Sometimes it, it might actually rumble on for a few days So we'll wait and see if he's in the building at all um, I'm interested to what you said the man about You know that you think the defence is, is your worry But, but it's getting better Um is there still a confidence there that, that Celtic's defence might not be perfect but you can just outscore the opposition and is that the way you see it at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I think because there's like people said we showed a lot of their players and they got beat by that new relegated team last week, I think, or during the week somewhere there. So I don't know, I'm I'm confident it's just with that new the new strike force so you've got mm-hmm. you know, it's just looking great. So I think people used to say score five and we'll lose two is not a problem but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Alkmaar have moved on. Uh, I think it was three in particular of their, their sort of heavier hitters in the last while. Um, but Tony, will this be the the biggest test of it of it yet? This notion that people have, and it, it might be unfair, it might be a snap judgment, but what we've seen in the last few weeks, it looks like Celtic will, yeah, may well concede a couple, but but we'll try and score more. Does this is this where that? That theory gets tested more than we've seen so far. Yeah, I think this is Celtic's biggest test, no doubt. I think, obviously, if he has a bad result or two, I think they'll still back Angie because what he's shown that he can bring to the, the team, he's done really well and he's obviously short time. But I think tonight will be a big, 
big test for them I think At home Against Altmar If you want to be a Europa League Group stage team You need to beat Altmar at home mm. I mean Andy Like we said at the weekend It ended up 3-2 mm-hmm. If you don't watch the game You think well that was close If you watch the first half It, it certainly wasn't But uh, Was there a moment in the game Where you felt oh, Actually you know, if, we, if we do get at the Celtic back line We, we might get some joy Or how did it yeah, I think the change of shape um, going into the second half allowed us to have a bit more of an outball. Uh, you know, like you said, probably being honest, we never caused Celtic too many problems. But when we did, it led to goals. Uh, you know, I think as a you know any defence across the country or across any club in the world, if you make mistakes, it can quite often get punished. I think Celtic obviously made one uh, with Starfield. You know, t- giving a penalty away after a loose touch in the box for the first one. Um, I think their mistakes I just don't think you get away with in Europe um, you know talking about you know can Celtic outscore opponents I think that's fine for matches but over the course of a season mm. I think I personally don't think that that's that's the way to go to try and win titles uh, I think so that I, I think that's certainly still an area that Ange Postacoglu will, will try and improve which I think he's still got plenty of time to do uh, I think if you looked at the top six in the SPL last year it was an order at least goals conceded I don't think that's no, that's no coincidence. That's you know, uh, it's a famous phrase. You know, that's attackers, a good fact. I didn't know yeah, that. attackers win your games, but defenders win your leagues. And I think it's it's never a true word said. I even think for us, Hearts, well, last year we looked at, we felt as if we conceded too many goals. It was something we wanted to try and improve. So I think first thing you try and think of is try and concede as as, as least goals as possible. Because if you don't concede a goal, Gordon, you don't lose. You like that? Mm, profound. Oh, profound. <laughs> uh, right, a man, enjoy the game tonight. 01419511025. Got a full time teaser for you next. Here's a sign of how difficult it is. Only looking for three answers tonight. Wow. Now, usually at 10, 11, 12, only looking for three. We're going to speak to Ken on the phones and even more of your calls after these. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've got Andy Halliday and Tony Watt here waiting to take your calls. We are 20 minutes away from kickoff between Celtic and Alkmaar. How are you feeling, Celtic fans? Confident? What about that team tonight? Rangers fans, lots of big talking points ahead of the game against Alishkirt tomorrow. And we've even had these two arguing over really important, massive issues like... Who's the quickest player in the league? Who's the slowest player in the league? And so on and so forth. So uh, get your get your calls in. And by the way, I can't believe I've not gave this guy a mention for Monest, Alan McGregor. Oh, oh he has, he's got, I think he's winning it now. I've changed. I've changed, changed my full opinion. Aye, he's aye, won. But he he goes into the interviews and just continues on and just complains. It's amazing. I mean, no uh, filter. I've I've never seen somebody just. Sprint at referees 40 yards away to moan about a decision. But, but are these guys like that in training as well? Does he moan at his teammates though? Because uh, it, no, in training, I 100% yeah. concedes a goal. He's not Does he moan at his teammates during the game aye. or is it mostly referees? Oh, and no, he's still moan at his teammates, that's for sure. Mm. Okay, uh, right, I've got a teaser for you. Thank you to Dylan for sending in. Now, I'll hold my hands up here, right? And apologise to Dylan because Dylan come up with this unbelievable question that had so many answers. Now, you two know your stuff as you've displayed on Beat the Pundit, but I think it was too hard. I think it was. Verging on impossible For the time that we've got oh, I like that as well No and honestly I'll, I'll give you the full version Away home with you But I've cut it down Since 2019 oh, What? Listen Just you wait Three men Have scored an English Premier League hat-trick But have never been capped For their country Now bear in mind There was like 10 of these Going back 15 years It was very difficult So we've cut it down Since 2019 Three men have scored An English Premier League hat-trick but never been capped for their country. Give you some thinking time. 
Ollie Watkins? No Do you know what? The first game that came into my head Was Aston Villa Liverpool last year 7-2 He got a cap though didn't he Last season Right at the end I think, I think he, um, Yeah I think he might have He's not on the list That's what you need to know It's a great question It really is isn't it mm-hmm. So I mean You don't need me to tell you But naturally you're thinking right They'll probably be from big footballing nations So mm-hmm. they'll be good players But they've not managed uh, to, to cut through And Okay I'll leave it with you And see how you go And you're only looking for the last couple of seasons um, You can play along at home and I've, got, I've got one Mike Antonio Four Scored four last year game. No caps yet Nah no caps No chance well done Mikel Antonio Four for West Ham Against Norwich Okay we'll leave it there uh, If you want to submit a question And you want to hear it on the show Just like Dylan sent in tonight Oh uh, I was going to read the phone number there That's no use It's fulltime at Clyde1.com uh, Send it in please Right um, We're going to speak to Stephen Who's a Motherwell fan I suspect he's going to put Tony on the spot Let's bring Ken first He was through first So Ken What have you got for us tonight With your Celtic hat on Are you feeling confident? Oh yeah, I mean, first of all, I'd like to say that a man asked the question, um, can the Celtic new signing and the one they're about to sign, can they play next week in the tie? Yeah, they can. Right? No. No, can't, I said. No, they, no, they can't. Aye, yeah, they yeah. can't because the deadline was last night for the wild cards. That's it. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Now, um, as for tonight's game, I mean, I'm not surprised McCarthy's on the bench because if someone to get him up to match fitness. But with the, the way the, the defence is going looking now, I'm I'm not too bothered about about that. Although some of the set pieces I might still be need a bit of work on. But I mean, with with Kyoko, uh, Forrest, and Abada leading that front line, and even with Tom Rogic, I mean, there's goals all over there. You know, Kyoko he's got some speed. He can spot a pass. Forrest, we he's he's, uh, he's crosses in. I mean, I think I think we'll score probably about three minutes before tonight. So. I'm not too concerned about tonight at all. That I'm sensing that's probably a big mood shift from, say, the aftermath of Mitchelland. Is that is that fair, Ken? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Angel was in the door long. Uh, hasn't really had many signings in. You know, he's got in Hart and Starfield, Abada, Kyoko, and it's starting to take shape for him now. You know, so. Yeah, as uh, a as a big as a big swing. You'll no doubt have heard the the obvious rebuttal you get to that, Ken. We get it on Twitter. Um, if you're speaking to anyone about it who's not a Celtic fan, they'll probably say, "Have you not played anyone yet?" And I say that as and there's no disrespect to Andy Halliday, but that, that that's what you hear back, isn't it? You know, tougher tests, lie in wait, um, don't get carried away, all that side of things. What do you make of that as an argument? Well, I think Hearts was a tough test. You know, I mean, I mean Hearts. They had, they had a good side. They didn't deserve to be in the championship last season, and they, they deserve to be in the top four. You know, I'm sure they'll be in a European spot next season. And yeah, I mean, I think we have played. As I said, you know, we have played talent, and the teams in Europe are in Europe for a reason. You know, so to say that it's not a test, it still is a test because those teams are high in their leagues. You know, what I mean, and they've some of them have had uh, games in their league already. The seasons have started. You know, so yeah, we have been tested both, both in Europe and I said, especially against Hearts, they did test as the first game and in this, well, mainly the second half of the weekend there. I don't know what happened to them in the first half, but in the second half, definitely we've been tested. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the team tonight, yeah, and I, don't, I don't think there's any you know huge headlines because mm-hmm. the team has won the last couple. The only one you would say is Odson Edward played at the weekend, Celtic were very good and he scored, but he doesn't play tonight. What do you make of that? 
I mean, all right, he played, played the weekend, he said, but I mean, uh, he, he doesn't look like he's fully at it, you know, so, yeah, I'm not surprised they said he, he's, he's on the bench and they're starting with the, uh, the front three that I've got, Forrest, Abada and Kyoka. I think if Abada was still injured, they'd probably have, uh, have Edward on there, but even then, that's still sort of 50-50, I think. Edward's going to be away soon. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out in, in the coming weeks, that's the... That, that that that's all we can do at this time of the season is, is wait and see when that transfer window closes. Listening to the comments of the Celtic manager, you have played against him, Andy, but listening to the comments as well, it doesn't sound like he's of a mind to to be more cautious just because it's Europe now. I, I get maybe you could acute you could say, well, with Edward coming out of the team it's it's not quite as attacking, but like we said, he doesn't sound like the type who's gonna try and do it any differently. No, and I think that's probably you know, with the best suited to this Celtic squad, I think. You know, the, some of their best part, uh, best attributes within the squad is attacking and forward thinking play. I think uh, you even look at the the balance in the midfield three, all players that you could arguably see in an attacking side of a midfield as well. I think. Listen, when when James McCarthy's up and running, get minutes under his belt, I'm sure he'll have a say on on you know what's picked in the in the midfield three. You even look at that squad there, and you're talking about their attacking prowess. Ryan Chrissy's not even in the mix. Edwards not even in the mix. So I think it's an area of the squad that Celtic are extremely strong. Specifically the midfield, what because your area, of course. What what sort of challenge do they pose? Because it's an interesting mix at the moment. Where I think David Turnbull got a lot of headlines last season. Yeah. Was the young player of the year and all the rest of it. But then guys like Tom Rogic coming back in, who maybe I don't know. Some people would have thought was nearing the end of his his time at Celtic. Yeah, but listen I, I, again. I think everyone, you know Celtic fans especially, will know that Tom Rogic on his day. Is a threat to anyone. I think uh, for you know you're talking about you know myself playing against this side. I thought he was the best player on the pitch at the weekend. Uh, he's someone that you know we talk about Kyogo's movement. I think him for an attacking midfielder is extremely clever. The pockets of space he picks up make it very very difficult for a midfielder to, to sort of pick him up in these areas. And I think that he's still got a lot to say in this Celtic squad. I think it was always going to be a case when a new manager comes in. It's a fresh start for a lot of players. It seems to be that way for Tom Rogic after certainly limited appearances last year. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you just look at the options they've got going forward, and it's a you know it's a strong attacking team. And this is nothing new, Tony, because we had this conversation last season. But I, I know you know David Turnbull well because he's a former teammate. Um, and again, even though it's been a, a change of regime, if you like, he still seems to be central to what Celtic do. Yeah, David's amazing. He's all round plays fantastic. We, I think, it chips in a goal. He gets assists. He sets up people. Then going to good areas to assist others, he's no, he's a, a star, the boy, and I think he can be whatever he wants to be. And I just think it's about this season now, he's in a better team now, going to be the main man because he was the main man last year when they weren't doing so well. Mm. But I think he can do it this year when they're doing well. Ken, it was nice to speak to you. Enjoy the game tonight. Let's bring in Stephen, who's a Motherwell fan from Canvas Lang. How's it going, Stephen? Hi, uh, hi guys, Tony. I promise I'll try and be as nice as possible. Um, <laughs> it might be a bit difficult after Saturday, but no. Um, I'm sure you'll I manage. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's against teams like Dundee in the League Cup. It's as if we set up not to get beat rather than to go and win the game. I mean, you're looking at a Dundee side of weak goals all season, and we went against them and we created absolutely nothing. He started with two players in the back four that hadn't kicked a ball off this season in Oyala and Grimshaw. And then he's got a natural ball goal scorer that's sitting in your studio in 20 Watt on the bench. 
and he starts with Connor Seal to miss a sitter that I think I could have scored sitting in my wheelchair to be honest with you the goalie was off way on his way down and he still managed to hit the bar I honestly why do you do this but, um, to these jokes I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know I don't know Gordon but it's like I look at our performances in the League Cup this season in the league I've been really impressed I thought we were great against Hibs unlucky and lucky to come away with something there we could have got something against the great St Johnson side away. But in the week top, we've went and we've embarrassed ourselves against Elbury. And then we've been out with a whimper against a Dundee side that have been waiting goals. Yeah, Tony, it's, it's, I'd imagine there was a lot of disappointment after the weekend. Yeah, I think Connor's chance was just maybe rustiness. Connor showed he's a good player. He's he's had a small injury, but he's shown he can come in and do a good job. Grimmie's been a stalwart of the club since even before I came in. And I guess... I'm not had to play is maybe a bit strong, but Stephen O'Donnell was was, was ill. Ill and yeah, the boy Oyala uh, Big Johannes a a good player. He needed to get minutes into his body. When better can you do it than a cup tie? No, I think we were unlucky. I think Dundee. I don't think Dundee will be any slouches this season. I think they're a good team as well, and they've got a good manager. And they've got some good players. Big Charlie Adam was excellent at the weekend. They've got Jason Cummins who scores goals. A wee boy McMullen. Was it a rival's good player? No, they're, they're definitely a good side. Stephen, any concerns off the back of the League Cup form about Motherwell as a as a package this season? No, I'm not concerned. I believe that we've got great good players in our team. I like the boy Callum Flattery. I think they look dangerous up front. But I just, I was worried about the lack of creativity. And he touches on Grimmie there. He's right. Grimmie has been brilliant for the club. And I thought for 50, 60 minutes, he looked good. But it was so evident to me the last half hour. And this isn't Grimmie's fault, by the way, that he was tiring. And I just felt that they exploited that side. And with the amount of corners that we were conceding, it was only a matter of time before players would have delivered it. Charlie Adam and Paul McMullen are going to punish you. I just thought um, they, be, they be got, we got what we asked for a wee bit. Was, it was very, very disappointing to watch. But I know that you'll get that in this season. I do think I do think we'll be all right. I think we need maybe a couple of players in, though, in, in certain positions to just keep that wee bit of depth. Yeah, I mean, Tony was playing in that bounce game today. I'll quiz him during the break, Stephen, and see if there was any trialists in there that were maybe... I think I know the name of one But I'm not going to spoil it For anybody at the club Alright okay You keep it close to your chest That was Stephen um, From Canvas Lang Big Muddle fan I think why For any team Tony A cup exit hurts so much We we really care about The cups up here You know you look at down south The teams can care less Sometimes about Either cup But particularly the league cup Again we exist In a pretty unique Footballing environment Where realistically Only Celtic or Rangers Can win the league And fans have out with it Love the cup They want a cup run The Many clubs need a cup run Financially as well So um, it, it does sting doesn't it Yeah it does Is it is it Guardiola Is it four times in a row They've won the Is it the Not the Carlin Cup What's it called The Yeah League, well, League Cup yeah. Aye He's won it four times in a row The best manager Car- in the world Wants to Carabao these days the Carabao sorry Wants to win the I think it's three or four in a row He's won He's the best manager in the world And that's the Third best trophy in England Every cup's important to teams down there, never mind us. And no, we want to go far in it and we want to have a cup mm. run and it, it brings a lot of, of good good things. And we nearly got to the semi finals last year. We just got beat off Hibs and that would have been great for us. Let's try and go back to Celtic Park. Alison Conroy, atmosphere sounds like it's building. Yep, the atmosphere is building here. A sellout crowd for this um, Europa League playoff first leg against AZ Alkmaar tonight at Celtic Park. The teams will be out. Shortly, I'll run through the team again. It will be Joe Hart in goal, a back four of Ralston, 
sorry, Ralston, Starfelt, Taylor, Turnbull. It's, sorry, Joe Hart and goal, a back four of Ralston, Starfelt, Welsh and Taylor, then the three of Rogic, McGregor and Turnbull. Up top it will be Forrest and Abada supporting Kyogo Furuhashi. On the bench for Celtic tonight it will be Barkas, Bain, Beaton, Ayeti, Soro, McCarthy, Edward, Orugidi, Shaw, Robertson and Montgomery. As the teams do come out the tunnel here at Celtic Park. Celtic with a big ask against the Dutch side as they look to book their place in the Europa League group stages. Uh, Tony, what was he singing along to? You'll never walk alone there. Will we start that rumour? Aye. I've seen that I'll never make it home uh, right. Uh, right Thank you very much to Alison In all seriousness That did sound great How good is it to hear Full stadia Again Tony It's been a, a long long time stadium, And um, Yeah you, I know It's become a bit of a cliche 12th man All that stuff But Ange Postacoglu Said yesterday the, the The idea that it's A kind of fortress in Europe Has disappeared Maybe a little bit In the last few seasons And it's something He's really keen to get back No definitely I think Celtic Have always been a team Who who do really well at home and probably struggle away from home in European competitions and that's no surprise that the fan base is like that and hopefully tonight it's rocking and they get a good result see how, see how good we're getting at this I mean 20 to 8 big European night at Celtic Park we've still not mentioned November 2012 but we're learning we're getting there I know that's fine mm-hmm. that's yeah I know you're asked about it too much I know I, I need know. to milk that in the later years I know how you feel about it right okay uh, 01419511025 any more on this teaser It's a cracker We're only looking for Three Players Who have scored An English Premier League Hat-trick Since 2019 But never been capped For their country You've got Mikel Antonio I'll take one more guess I've got one Came in a 9-0 game Did it? Yep Ayose Perez What a shout that is Leicester Southampton Yep Ayose Perez has done it twice So he is definitely on your list We've got one to get We'll get it next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Tony Watt and Andy Halliday We're about to get underway At Celtic Park For Celtic Up against AZ Alkmaar A huge Europa League qualifier Tomorrow Rangers Alishkirt and also tomorrow Carabag Aberdeen And Lask against St Johnston So lots to look forward to I'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens In the opening exchanges at Celtic Park But there is still time if you want to get your uh, calls in Or you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB We're still looking for this teaser I've only got one more name So I'll give you some more time And we'll get it towards the end of the show One more player since 2019 Who's scored an English Premier League hat-trick But has never been capped for their country You've got Ayotze Perez And Mikel Antonio So we'll get one more Before we go Early defending to do Tony for Celtic um, With the set piece Aye Good long ball up Ralston done well to defend it Big boy was putting pressure on him And then Aye they're standing in there Defending it now There we go Callum McGregor front post Just nods it away Um and I think everyone knows That that is going to be the test Isn't it for And as the ball comes in One of those Dangerous ones that yep. just needs a touch But it goes all the way through to Joe Hart um, That fast start Andy it, it, You almost have to keep qualifying this Because people are so quick to point out That it's only been a couple of games And Celtic will play other t- So we do accept that But I, I've went to work at lots of Celtic games Against Hearts or Dundee or whoever And I'm not sure I've seen them start As quickly as they did at the weekend Is yeah. that fair? Do you think that was a real feature of the game? Yeah, it's like I touched on earlier about the, the tempo and intensity. I think when 
you know, any team they're attacking prowess if they play with that that speed of play it's always difficult to deal with and that's why I said that it's probably the best version of Celtic I've seen for a while um, but it's interesting you know you mentioned the, the a fast start this direct kickoff is something you see just everywhere now uh, obviously Alma being a Dutch side which are you know, well known for for a sort of ticky tacker and ball on the floor it's just a, a setback for a kickoff and you just punt it into the corner and play territorial advantage for the first sort of 10 seconds and 9 seconds into the game they Mass, get a corner so massive now isn't it it's a, it's, a, it's a kickoff routine that you just see all over the place now wonder who was first to bring it back or to focus on it so much but you're right you do see it a lot don't you um, but Celtic just trying to, to get into their rhythm no doubt that we cheered on I, th- I also I think it's interesting to see Celtic lining up with Starfelt in the right hand side of the, the centre half pairing um, you know he's been playing on the left uh, of the two over the last few games and you know, quite a few times it's been said that it's just certain scenarios in the game looking a little bit uncomfortable on his unfavoured side but yeah he's been switched and it's uh, you know Stephen Welsh is, is, is in the left centre half role tonight yeah I noticed that early on I've I seen that he must, must trust Welsh to Help Starfield mm. and bleed him back into it because he has been a little bit shaky for the first couple of weeks. I mean, he was signed as the experienced one, um, but is that is that just about that the, the early rust or whatever yeah. it is? You know, trying to get yeah. used to. It? And they'll tell you a lot of foreign boys and boys from England, etc., come up to Scotland and need time because it's a difficult game. It's at the tempo, everything, the aggression, the physicality. It's it's difficult and. No, I think it looks as if Welsh is trying to get him in and talk him through the game by the looks of it. That's a show of faith in him then, is it not? All of a sudden, Stephen Welsh is the, the kind of favoured, favoured is maybe a bit strong word, but you know what I mean, a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. Yeah, I think he's defied his age ever since he came into the Celtic team anyway. I think he's looked assured. He's, he's uh, you know, we were talking about pace earlier. I think as far as centre half go, I don't think many move quicker than, than Stephen Welsh. It does <laughs> seem as if he's, he's very athletic for a centre half and... And he's, he's chipped in with a couple of goals as well, obviously scoring for a, a set piece at the weekend. But, you know, it's, it's interesting you're talking about obviously experience centre-halves coming in. Listen, I don't... I can't say I've watched Ruben Kazan a lot. Oh, Starfeld's in a bit of bother here. Is Almar goes in and is he giving the penalty away? No, he has not. Oh, I'll well, tell you what, my, my, my well. first instance is that's a penalty. We'll oh, get another look at it. So, just what we're talking about, Aye. did the centre-halves end up crossing over there that's not really yeah, was, ideal is it think, or, or have I got them round the wrong Andy's, way no I think what Andy said Welsh has used his recovery pace well and like he says I think Welsh has got everything yeah, Starfelt just... gets nutmegged in a, with 30 yards for goal and the boy's bursting through on goal and nah it's What's a dive yeah, looking at the replays you know, there's a, a slight tug on the shot but mm. certainly not enough to go down which is crazy for me that, God, he's in on goal that's quite uh, annoying the both of them look very similar as well that's going to annoy me throughout the season no Andy's right you can't Go down if you're in that position Unless you know it's a It's, it's crazy a It's crazy I, I mean he's done stuff out there He's, he's not made him He's through on goal And yeah there's a slight mm. tug in the shirt But certainly not enough for him to fall on the floor And if he stays on his feet He's he's he's, he's got a shot on goal, it's it's gonna be, for goal This is going to be a real theme Tony I completely accept Everybody accepts That you need time And time will tell How good a, a Celtic player Carl Starfeld can be but but it's moments like that you can't ignore them you can't ignore what you're watching and again and oh, Celtic no. oh, oh, that's as close as uh, you're likely uh, to get uh, hold up let's just try and describe that so again Alkmaar played through Ropey at the back for Celtic um, it's Welsh this time can't get to it and does Joe Hart stick out yeah, a leg he does yeah, he gets a torn it's a great it save. comes off the post and then rolls along the goal line Celtic are living dangerously oh, oh it's a great it's a save great save 
It's a great save. Again, why... it's, it's just a simple ball down the down the channel, though, Gordon. And you know the boy felt Mar gets in behind Starfelt. Lo- rolls a lovely ball across the mm. face of goal. He's only about eight yards out. Yeah. Well, listen, we're saying it's a great save, but he's got to score. To. He's got to score. Joe Hart's coming through right, right to left post, and he tries to hit that far corner, and he just sticks a leg out and just gets a toe. He managed to, to to move it onto the post. Do you, do you think that could be the best bit of business this summer? The goalkeeping. I think t- time will tell. It's like we said, you know, the number one jersey at Celtic's always been a, a sort of problematic position over the last year. Um, but one thing I think's for sure, I think his experience will certainly tell. I think uh, with a number one goalie you have trust on, I think you know breeds a lot of confidence throughout the team in the back four. And, you know they've been crying out for it, and you know they'll certainly yeah. hope Joe Hart's even, the man. Even just to shore up the back four, I think he's a massive signing for them. Eh? Celtic may well go on to win this game handsomely. I have no idea, but uh, well, what we can, what we can agree on inside six minutes, they're making life tough for themselves, and they've been tested more in six minutes than they have in the last three games combined. Possibly is that, is that too much of a stretch? <laughs> no, no. But listen, you're not far off. Are you? We're only six minutes into the game, but there's only been one team that started the game well, and and I, I, as we say that James Forrest has won a corner for Celtic, but Eze Adaltmar, we talked about starting fast Celtic at the weekend. Eze Adaltmar, they they started like it we said with the kick off. They started off with intent, try to play territorial advantage on Celtic's half, in the first six minutes. That's exactly where it's been played, and mm. Celtic are very very fortunate not to be one down at least. What's well, already clear, Tony, if we can make a conclusion already. This, this is not going to be wave after wave of Celtic attack like the last couple of games. Just... No, I, I think if any, it's got to be like a basketball game. I think one team attacks each other and just you're hoping that Celtic do attack well. But no, I think they'll concede a lot of chances tonight. And, and like you say, it's, it's not going to be a nil-nil, I don't think, anyway. Is that a worrying start? Yeah. Is that how you describe it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I, I, no, I think a lot's been said about Ange Postecoglou's called style of play. He's, He's came in, he's tried to play with the inverted fullback, which I think's worked extremely well for Celtic. But that's where the issue with the inverted fullback comes on transition. Where you're, where, you're two, where you're two fullbacks playing in the centre of the midfield, one slack pass and you give away possession. Well, it was kind of like you're the goal Hart scored at Tynecastle, yeah. wasn't it? And arguably the first goal as well. Not quite as evident, but uh, you know, Taylor gets sort of caught narrow on the pitch. It takes a you know a, a good diagonal pass, don't get me wrong, by John Souter in behind and no, it's one one ball across the face of goal. Oh, sorry, that's the one I meant. Sorry, but you know, but you are right with the first goal at Tynecastle as well. It was the exact same. Mm. Uh, I think again, Suter with the regain. It was just one direct pass, just down the down the channel, managed to get into the box. So it's it, it's certainly an issue where I think teams will look at and feel as if if there's, if there's an area to get at Celtic, that's probably where it's at. But again, it's, it's still very early in, in Ange Postecoglou's Celtic career, and I think these are the. The sort of slight mishaps within the shape that they'll try and fix. Mm, you know, I always like to view English football through the Scottish lens. Remember, Uche Ikpiatu scored for Middlesbrough in his league debut at the weekend. He scored again from the penalty spot. This time, Middlesbrough won QPR nil. I watched that. I watched that game, by the way. <laughs> and if uh, if I we mentioned strongest player in Scotland, oh. there was only one winner when he was here because he was throwing people he about. Was, wasn't he? Aye, like he was. a, I don't even know. I don't even know what I, say, what I was going to say, but. He is, he is a handful of a striker, I'll say that. He's Absolutely, and he's well, he's, he's doing well. Down there, got his move and he's scored a couple right. Still goalless Celtic at the moment, um, but Celtic living dangerously early on. A real difficult start for them. They have gone up and forced a few corners as well um, up the other end. But Altmar probably should be in front. A couple of decent opportunities. All that's left for us to do is to round off this teaser. Can you name... Thank you to Dylan, by the way, for sending in three men since 2019 who have scored an English Premier League hat-trick but never been capped for their country. You've got 
Ayotzi Perez Mikel Antonio One more to go I was thinking Danny Ings But I know he's been capped That's it's not Danny Ings I thought I don't know why But I thought this was The one you would get first Just because he's I think it was the most recent one um, yeah. Oh I think I've got it Who does he play for? Go on Please Jesus. I've played with him as well I've, I've played with oh. him Patrick Banford It was Patrick Banford Well done Where'd you let Middlesbrough? Yeah no? Middlesbrough yeah There we go Can't argue with that Great effort All three done and dusted Thanks again to Tony Watt and Andy Haldy Thoroughly enjoyed having the two current pros in the studio Gave us a bit of a different insight We wish you both well Particularly you Tony For the rest of the season <laughs> um, Andy I'm sure we'll see you soon And thanks to you lot Thanks for all your calls And your tweets It is a big night for Celtic It's not been an ideal start But still very much in the game And we look forward to tomorrow Where we can look back on it all There will be talking points One way or the other So make sure you join us Gordon DL And Mark Wilson Will be here You can get us on the usual number or you can tweet as well. And of course, it's a big night tomorrow as well. Rangers, Alishkirt, 8pm. By the time we come on, Carabag and Aberdeen will be kicking off the second half. And Lask against St. Johnston will just be starting as well. So lots to look forward to. Callum Gallagher is up next and we'll see you at six tomorrow. 